0: (laughs) i'm very relaxed as you can tell yeah let's get a clapper getting on to our next guest mate leroy from fit dad how you going mate
1: very well mate and yourself Uh, flat out mate (laughs) actually
0: keegan just did the uh the coffee run in between so i've i've backed us up four podcasts in a day so we'll see how we go mate. mate perfect so what's the go uh you started why why fit dad why started
2: sorry can i be a pest before yeah. we can we spin that spin that around so you want to go just grab yourself some just a bloody audio set up. Yep. yeah the other side does fuck all apparently
1: yep perfect
2: yeah we're good
1: carry go on mate <laughs> <laughs> mate yeah so once i left the army um i started up a group fitness business actually in noosa so i guess that's where the fitness angle come from uh so i ran that for about seven years called boot camp and i sold that company um during that time i started doing fitness retreats around the world as well so we went took groups over to Everest Base camp thailand bali and um i'm glad we're not doing that business right now because that would have been you know pretty tough uh Sold both those, um, went overseas, did a bit of contracting and then whilst I was over there, bored shitless half the time, um, you know, thought I'd get into, you know, giving back um, and had that whole Gary V approach. Um, I was listening to all his marketing stuff at the time and started up a Facebook group and, you know, that quickly grew to a couple thousand uh, dads and were just giving workout advice and tips and tricks and stuff that, you know, dads could do with their children because, you know, Growing up, I guess in or with our children in the fitness uh, business, they were always involved with everything we're doing, whether it be at the beach or whether it be at the local park for the the group sessions, or whether it be taking them overseas on all the fitness holidays as well. So, they grew up, you know, around that, and it was always, you know, if we're doing any type of workouts, they wanted to be involved. So, whether it be you know push-ups on our backs or you know squats with them or you know whatever those exercises may have been, which you know weren't necessarily anything too crazy but you know just exposed them to that and um yeah a few of the videos and pictures and stuff that we we had done uh really took off and we decided to put it all into an ebook, and yeah that's sort of how it all started i guess fuck what what were you uh, so you were ex ex-army yeah so ex-infantry so i was at two rr and then eight nine rr
0: and then did a bit of contract as in private, private contract yeah stuff. just
1: over at the embassy and um, cool so I did that um, on and off for a couple of years in between just you know getting this started and holidays with the family and stuff like that so how's the
0: how, so how's the how's the, it been received with
1: all the with the dads out there and yeah mate pretty good um at first you know I think the whole you know and I think dad bod is one of those buzzwords sort of around that whole market and you know, when we started this off three, four years ago with just the group and the ebooks and stuff like that, DadBod wasn't really the buzzword it is today. Um, so it's evolved quite a bit. Like we started off just giving free ebooks and you know, some people had a few like coaching, like we were just doing the like online coaching and stuff, and where it is today with you know, deals with sunglasses companies and a whole range of supplement brands and you know, it's it's more gone into like um, a motivational you know i guess company that you know tackles everything from fitness you know to the daily life to you know business to everything else like we seem to be giving advice and you know sharing a lot of the stuff that we do um, across the across the range is it coming from
0: uh, I come from a broken home no dad no male role model moving and having kids I would be role playing right I'll be pretending I knew, it, like, no, son, don't do that, because I uh, read it in a book. Yeah, I didn't even read it in a book. I'm, I'm literally role-playing, right? Uh, is it advice to young dads who wouldn't have a clue what the fuck they're doing?
1: Not really, no. It's, um, you know, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing either. You know, like, every day my kids do something that is challenging me as well. Um, and we've got, like, so I've got two boys, seven and four, and then we've got a little girl during uh, March. So, you know, I'm about to go back through that same cycle as, you know, any other new father and, um, you know, it's just sort of drawing on my personal experiences and what we're going through and, you know, how we tackle things like travelling around the world with kids and how we tackle, you know, running businesses and launching businesses and um, selling different stuff and, um, you know, and it's it's more just about personal experiences. Like, I don't know, you know, any more than any other dad out there but, I think I'm just you know lucky enough to be able to expose ourselves to you know a vast amount of people around the world to you know share it and um, you know one thing I've learned is and, and you know if you went back 3 4 years ago you know we were part of that crew on Instagram or part of the thing where it had to be the perfect photo it had to be the perfect video it had to be you know everything had to be you know perfect and now the realer we are everything grows you know twice as much like it used you know we don't use any editing platforms like we only just hired a videographer this week to do one video like for the first time and everything's just with a phone you know on Canva or just something basic and um yeah we're sort of finding that you know that's what dads want they want just the how it is you know for real they don't want this you know pie in the sky sort of blase world it's a very different demographic,
2: in it? If for, for guys versus chicks, like mums, there's so many fitness influencers out there that are now like Emily Skye's perfect example. For, for the rise of Instagram, she built her entire brand around herself, being a fit influencer, whatever the fuck <laughs> they call themselves. Um, and they've gotta be filtered and, and, and borderline fake because that's what their market demands. And then they have, these, these women have kids and now there's a few of them that were fitness influencers that are now becoming like mum fitness influencers. Yep. But they've already set the the baseline up of, all oh, my shit's got filters on it. They're, they're almost using it as a, as a new niche to go, here's my stuff that's raw and exposed. Yeah. Um, and they're finding the segmentation of some of their audience wants to see the filtered version because that's what they're aspiring to the younger girls yep. but the mums are like yeah I love that because I'm never going to achieve that show me the raw stuff and yeah. body, your belly lines. but dudes don't really give a fuck I don't think um, I mean dudes will still look at bodybuilding pictures and be like oh, I'll be good to do that dad kind of bod dudes look at it and be like yeah that'd be good Monday but I understand the effort that goes into Yeah, it. dudes don't really give a fuck if photos aren't polished and filtered they want it to be real I don't know, in my mind, like, dudes see the filter stuff and, and that's a turn off. Like, you don't, you want to go the polar opposite. Like, if I see male Instagram models, yep. I'm like, it reminds me of that scene in Fire Club where they're on the bus and they're like, Calvin Klein ad, and they're like, is that what a man looks like? Fuck no, you don't <laughs> want that. You want, you want to see knockaround dudes doing their normal shit going, I can relate to that. Yeah, and that oh, I think that's what you're doing well, bro. Oh, that's that's. Yeah, and,
1: and and I know exactly what you're saying in regards to the female stuff. And it was only the other day I follow this this girl and I forget her name, um, but she put a photo up and she had some stretch marks or something like that, and she turned it into a whole new post because the amount of you know thank you for sharing this and mm. you know thanks for posting the real you comments I think must have changed her or opened her eyes because you know. I haven't seen a filtered photo since. He's gone. Shit, they actually want the real me instead of this fake me I've been pretending to be like, you know, for the last five years or whenever it all started. And um, yeah, I think, you know, with the stuff that we're doing, and, you know, obviously that's why I brought out the lifestyle subs as well. It's it's not just a pre workout. It's not, you know, a fat loss shake. It's not this. It's just, you know, it's designed to help you in everyday life. You, You know, you don't need it just before a workout you can have it because you've got a busy day on the tools and the kids have kept you up all night and, you know, it's, that was the approach we went into with the you know, food scientists and technicians and that and that, like, this is what we want the product to do. Mm. You know, we don't want it just for this reason because half the people that we talk to don't have time for the gym, don't have time to, you know, train every day and, you know, we want to take that stigma away from, you know, supplements being just for, you know, the, the fitness-minded people. Yeah. stuff. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of your competitors, I'd, I'd assume. Different angle or different niche, but the what's Adam McDougall's brain? Manshake. Yeah, for getting dudes skinny. I mean, that when that exploded, I don't, I haven't looked into the product and to see if it's a gimmick or not, but it showed that there's a market demand for dudes who've spent too much time thinking, pissed, sitting on the couch. Going yeah. on, fuck, I need to do something. Um, and that manshake's
1: up. massive. It's it's in every yeah. supermarket, every chemist, and. I, I've listened to a few of his um, podcasts as well. He's got a really good um, podcast out there and he's spoken about it a bit. And, um, mate, from what I can gather looking in, I haven't used it. Um, it's, its product is good to go and it's, yeah. it's, you know, I think it's got like that five-star, can-star rating and stuff like that approach yeah. to it and stuff. So, mate, yeah, I think with the amount of traction he's got and the status that he's got, I think it would be the top-notch the product. Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. the market,
0: is it a trust thing? Is that the whole social media they talk about if you're going to build a social following uh, and and the fake uh, polished photos and stuff it doesn't it's not believable you can't buy into a community and and showing raw normal shit people can it builds that community and the trust in yeah. the, you and the person and
1: yeah I think so and I think the the beauty of the Facebook group and why I started with that and what I've come to realize now is. The facebook group comes from my personal account you know like all the interactions in the group like i've got it connected to my facebook page and i could be posting everything from the page but i think that that trust thing that you just mentioned it really comes across as hey this is actually leroy this is him from his personal account people can add me as friend or you know they can message me direct and i'm just doing raw videos or raw podcast as is it's not hiding behind a brand or hiding behind that and i think it just, um, you know, allows them to relate to, you know, this is actually a dad out there, an everyday dad, just trying to do something different. Um, you know, he's no different to me. He's got the same issues with his kids as what I do, and he has the same issues with, you know, uh, fitness or eating healthy or you know, living that balanced lifestyle. And um, you know, we're not out here trying to sell the you know thirty day shreds or anything crazy like that. It's like, hey guys, just be one percent better than yesterday. And you constantly win, you know just build that compounding sort of you know interest of I guess small wins that ultimately lead to you know a long long term lifestyle that you can sustain for you know until your kids are at least eighteen and um you know because you guys realize this like our kids as they grow up and you know they get stronger, they get faster and and my goal is for all the dads that we deal with is to always stay as fit if not fitter than what your kids are at any stage of. You know their life until they obviously leave home. Until you get yeah. to that
2: crossover point where your kids turn. Yeah, 16, maybe fourteen 17. or something. <laughs> Dad, I, I could chin you right now, and I yeah. think i got one
1: over you. <laughs> I think. I think one of the things is, you know, I always tell them like never get to the stage where you need to tell your children no. If they want to go rock climbing, surfing, mountain biking, or mm. whatever, like. And a prime example of this is we were in New Zealand uh, the year before last, and we just were at the toboggans um, with the with the boys and it was about 25 metre, you know, incline. It was literally slide down, take it back up and, like, you have an hour pass. And there was another family there that the dad was probably about 30, 40 kilos overweight and, you know, they joined at the same time slot, so it had the same hour. And I was hurting, like, I was busting my balls, sweating, like, freezing cold underneath because of, you know, the snow and... um, But it was that, you know, I guess that mental toughness or that actually, you know physical fitness that allowed me to see the draw in the kids face and just keep doing it as much as I was hurting. Whereas this other family, the dad looked like he was about to have a heart attack about 15 minutes in. They walked straight to the cafeteria and then after our hour was up we went to the cafeteria as well and got some lunch and here they are hoeing down on burgers and chips and Cokes and you know it just shows two different I guess levels that I never want to be Mm. in that position where I can't give my kids you know, that excitement and see that joy on their face. Mm. Um, and their kids, you know, 15 minutes in, were like, can we just stay, can we stay? And we were screaming and crying, didn't want to go, but Dad was about to die, so yeah,
0: <laughs> they had yeah. to
1: shoot off. And it, and it's not fat shaming or anything like that, but it just sort of just shows the two different demographics of someone who keeps fit, and, and that doesn't mean you have to go crazy. It can be as simple as, like, 15 minutes a day and just or, or just keeping walking or active mm. and eating clean, you know 80% of the time compared to someone who doesn't do anything at all and you know it's not him that misses out it's his children and that's something that we're trying to drill into. all the Yeah dads. And I think
2: unfortunately long term like that's that's their role model for blokes, and that's don't know what age is gonna happen but those kids are gonna look at it and be like oh it's okay if I am out of shape and I'm eating yeah. eat hot dogs for lunch every day and then the cycle.
1: Well that's it you don't see too many kids who are overweight that the parents are not exactly mm. the same position. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's disappointing because the kids don't have any control over it. It's just what they're born into and, you know, they're following in the footsteps of their father, you know, who's mm-hmm. leading them in that way. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate because that's what they're, they're going to know no different. And, you know, when they go into their own adulthood or fatherhood, it's just the traits they're going to carry through.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the argument that they, they shifted, I don't know, about 10 or so years ago, um, from saying that being overweight... Um, a bunch of health issues were genetic um and like it's hereditary it's passed down uh, my old man was overweight had breathing problems had heart problems therefore i will and it's like they started saying, say no it's it's epigenetic it's you're following the same lifestyle patterns yep. as him therefore you will become that same person so it's changeable you've got to fix it And if you want your kids to grow up fat and unhealthy then keep going the way you go yeah exactly sort your shit out then they'll be they'll follow in your footsteps yep
0: So, Keegan, you're in a fucking pickle, mate, with the raw and real. So, we might have just, we can save a bit of money every year now. You're fired, mate, as of now. So, (laughs) how how much notice do (laughs) we have to to give him?
2: Uh, According to the HR contracts, maybe about 15 minutes, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, where do you go? Was there trepidation getting into the space? Like,
1: is there a lot of responsibility? Um, It takes a fuckload of time. Uh, It really does. Like, I've had to you know, really try and be aware of like, that phone usage. And um, we spoke about previous, before the podcast, about scheduling different things and you know, really being ahead of the curve. Um, my wife's been absolutely amazing. So she is now full-time in the business as well. Uh, so she handles a lot of the content creation, like she'll you know, do up the images or something for me that, and then I'll write up the spill. And um, you know, we're trying to automate everything. As, as much as we can um, and trying to you know um, I guess create a proper company out of it rather than just a side hustle that is all of a sudden just taken off and you know we're playing catch-up um, so yeah I think as we keep expanding we can you know get people in those different roles and you know actually get back to being dad at you know that time but one of the things that we've started doing is you know I go to the gym every morning about four thirty five and I could sleep into eight I could go to the gym at two and two p m in the afternoon. I've got no times so I have to stick to, but by me getting up at that hour, I can deal with all the clients from around the world on different time zones I can respond to emails you know make sure that there's no issues with the website or stuff like that i can um you know, do a few social media posts, go to the gym, and I can get all that done by the time the kids wake up, which then allows me to help out with morning routine and, you know, help out with school drop-off and then go to the warehouse after that. And it's just about sacrificing, okay, well, instead of staying up till 9, 10, 11, watching Netflix at night, how about I go to bed at 9 o'clock, which allows me to get up at 4, which means I can get these four major tasks done and then no matter what happens for the rest of the day, that first goal is ticked off. And I think that that's the most important thing for me is just creating that routine and structure. And, and I do that six mornings a week, and Sunday is meant to be a sleeping day, but I sort of wake up about six and, you know, but it doesn't matter because, yeah, I'm not going to the gym or doing anything anyway.
0: Fuck, that's got to be summer in that get-up. I mean, I, I, if I don't train in the morning, I sort of, I'm in a bad habit of, I make excuses or justifications or shit gets busy. But getting yeah. up at 4.30 in the morning yeah so get everything done and then you are up and and being present in your kids life
1: yeah and i think you know as a father and one thing that we tell dads and and so many of them have adapted this start training getting up a couple hours early because kids have sport they have you know they get sick you have to pick them up from school change changes our plans change with the the partners and you know or, or your own work or anything and you can never be guaranteed that that session or that gym you know whatever you're going to do in the afternoon is going to follow through so by ticking off it first thing in the morning upon waking um it just allows everyone to you know continue on and know that they've done it so we we out an app um or we, we we use trainerize which is just like a, a training platform that we customized and we developed just 15 minute or 15 to 30 minute home based workouts that dads can do in their living room with just a set of dumbbells. So there's like 150 different um, workout routines on there. Um, so they don't have an excuse anymore because they can literally roll out of bed, do a quick warm up, and do it in the living room you know, in 15 minutes. And um, you know, because that was the biggest thing like, we don't have time. But then we'd get dads to send us a screenshot of their uh, screen up usage time on their phone. It was like five hours Facebook, three hours Instagram, two hours Netflix. And you're like, so there's the time that you don't have right there. So, you know, come back in a week and tell me why you don't have time anymore. Um, And just making them, you know, be honest with themselves and stop, you know, basically lying to themselves of why they can't do it and blaming the fact that they had kids as the reason why, you know, they can no longer chase those goals, whether it be personal, business or, you know, career.
0: Yeah, you see that a little bit like uh, you see Biggest Loser and stuff and, and you know, you see people like, oh, I just gave everything to my kids like, and, and, they, and they sort of glorify them self-sacrificing and turning into a bus uh, and they're like, oh, I just must have been a really sick mum or dad that just gave everything to their kids and they never had time to and you're like, is there a bit of responsibility in exactly what you just said where it's like find time in your day, do yeah. a timesheet, look where you're at and, and stop lying to yourself.
1: Well, there's 168 hours in a week, and the average dad spends 34 meaningful minutes with their children every day. So, they were the stats. Um, I, I don't know which university did them up off the top of my head, but 34 meaningful minutes. So, that isn't minutes travelling to or from work. That's not at the dinner table. That was actually one-on-one time. So, when you think of you know that, it's like we've probably been here 34 minutes already on the podcast. And, you know... That, that's the average time that a father spends with their children. And that's not arguing with them to
0: go to bed. That's not arguing, snacking on a audio or
1: anything like that. No, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Mate, quick step back, you said you use and I pull me back in line, Max, you'll so go with fucking topic too
1: Train <laughs> Train rise. Yep. Do you like it? Does it Mate, work well? i I originally used it about three, four years ago. Um, and then I went in, tried to create my own one, and then I used some Coach uh, Row, I don't know some other mm. thing, but I've gone back to Trainer Eyes just because it simplifies the you know what I'm doing. Like I'm not out there anymore selling, and, and in fact, we don't actually charge Row app, we give it all away for free because mm. you know that's the beauty of with the supplements. And um, you know, I've always told them like, I want to give as much away for as free or as cheap as possible, and in return, you know, for everyone supporting what what we're doing with that. Yeah. So. Um, I I love it. It it's a simple platform. It has all our own branding on it, which yeah. is a bonus um and it's got an internal chat on there as well. Mm. They can connect it to all their smartwatches or any of the my Pal and you know they can you know just track everything. We upload all the videos in there ourselves and they're um, decently priced. Mate, I pay 300 a month um and that's unlimited yeah. users. So I mean, the reason I'm asking is Train Heroic and
2: and Trainer Eyes is is something we've looked at in the past um, just to see how their model works. Because they are essentially the two biggest, two of the biggest names in in white label fitness apps for for PTs. Um, And obviously with the Swiss Aid app, we are basically going to veteran businesses and saying, hey, do you want to put a program on our app for free? Um, the intent is to drive traffic back to these businesses as well as offering stuff and there's, it's a charity. So it, it ticks boxes for most people and they're happy to do it. But long term, I think given that our whole model is we have a fairly strong tech team, we're looking at an option of opening, putting in a paywall so that if Johnny puts a, a program on the Swiss Aid app for free and people want more of his stuff, they can go through a paywall and have a trainerized model yep. where they've got their own customized system back there whether or not we're going to do it i don't know but um i just i'm starting to gauge whether people are actually happy with with trainers because it unfortunately it's owned by a couple of indian blokes that um i mean it's a business who gives a shit where it comes yeah. from but i was, I was thinking if, if we're in the veteran space i'm in the, the the health and well-being space we could and the tech space we could easily offer the same product yep. um for for pretty much no cost to people So we're going to start gauging. I'll probably use you as a sounding board. Start gauging gauging the interest to see if veteran kind of fitness minds would be be keen to...
1: Yeah, and we've got a heap of veterans on our app as well that are Mm. fathers in the group from here in America. And, mate, we've never had a bad thing about the app. And I I guess that's their own... um, You know, their sole purpose is to make that app that we just get to have the benefits of using yeah. it and um that so um yeah i i couldn't fold it and that's why we've gone back yeah, to it good. after trying you know four or five different things
2: yeah i mean that, that well, we we never want to put time and energy into reinventing a wheel already yeah been exactly. made well yeah um but if there is a way that we can do it that, that makes it cheaper for, for veteran businesses yeah. um we'll have a look at it but yeah we want to continue that conversation offline
1: yeah perfect
2: anyway back to you mate sorry No, I was just trying to figure
1: out,
0: well, we're doing a podcast uh, with a guy, and I don't have any kids, so I'm, like, making shit at, no. (laughs) But when you get in the space of giving advice, and and you've made, I mean, uh, I think Philip Thompson, uh, he's a mate of ours, uh, he said, mate, you've got to get Leroy on the podcast, because he's got, he wears all your shit (laughs) fucking everywhere, mate. Mate,
1: yeah, he got some uh, about three or four weeks ago, so I sent him up, and I, sent some more stuff up there for Hugo as well yeah um, yep. he's been wearing it all around but mate and that's what it's all about and you know just i love seeing dads out there you know doing their thing and like i said i'm no expert i haven't got a phd in this or a degree in that like it's um mate, it's just about finding faults or finding you know issues that we can fix with with different people that come to advice and some of that stuff that we give like we i do a lot lot of rants and i tell people exactly how it is like real talk and just um basically you know i think they like that because they know it themselves but when someone else is saying it it just makes them come across and um you know we're not we're not forcing anything down their throat we're not slamming the the subs if they want to buy the subs and they can go buy the subs but that's doing amazing as it is regardless of what anyone online wants to do. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's that whole, I guess, motivational, I guess, um, you know, message to just be better. I, th- I
0: think people, society's sort of really clicking onto the, they did a couple of papers and they were saying, a doctor coming to you and saying, hey, look, you know, you should spend more time with your kids if you got up, you know, and they're like, yeah, cool, man, you've got a PhD in fucking astrophysics, whatever the fuck it is, and you're like, I'm not not interested, mate. But a dad who goes, "You got no excuse, mate. I'm doing this. Lived experience. Move forward." Yep. And then, is there a trepidation with giving these guys advice? Because some guys are in holes that would probably jump on to your stuff. Have you ever had trepidation or level of responsibility giving advice to people? Have you been like, "Fuck, if I say the wrong thing."
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very cautious. Like, you know. As, as i said i haven't got qualifications to talk to some of these things and i'll refer them on to psychiatrists or psychologists or even you know their doctors if they've got questions about the products as well because it's not my place to like, i just give generic advice and you know my opinion on the situation i'm presented with you know i don't have you know the perfect system because everyone's different everyone's situation is different you know my father in experience and is different to, you know, the next five dads next to me. And, you know, that's based upon, you know, our life experience, based upon our journey, you know, through our own, you know, with our own parents as we grew up and, um, you know, our career, our financial situation, there's so many different factors that go into every different point. So, you know, it is very individualised, but I am also aware that, hey, you can't tell this person you must go do this because that might not be relevant and it might, actually be a danger to them or their, their kids. So.
0: What what keeps you going forward? Is it the testimonials saying, you fucking, you really helped me? Or is it the, ne- I mean, I don't know if you've had any negative chat. Oh, mate, like, heaps. You're not going to um, fucking make it. And you're like, fuck you, I'm making it, mate. Yeah, oh, not, not
1: directly, like more just on posts and stuff like that. But it used to really beat me up. Like I'd get someone right, that's not true, I do this. Or, you know, they'd bag the shit out of a post. And I used to like, it used to eat me up and I'd be like, I'm gnarring, like write a response, do I post it, do I not? But now I just delete and block. It is so simple now to just delete them, block them, and 10 minutes later, I'm not even thinking about that negativity anymore. And, you know, rather than having that back and forth and tarnishing the brand because one of us us will say something and then, you know, them potentially leaving a bad review and, you know, just making it further. So, you know, it's usually on advertising or something like that, so you can sort of delete them and they'll never see that ad again. Um, But, yeah, it's... It's probably, you know, one of the toughest things to just keep pushing forward because, like, 18 months ago, we didn't—I didn't know I was going to be doing supplements or T-shirts or sunnies or anything like that—and it's just evolved so quickly from just a group where we're just giving advice based on what we were doing at the time to where it is now. And I think, you know, there's like 25k on the socials and um like there's about three and a half thousand dads in the group and like thousands of customers with the supplements and it's just absolutely ridiculous it just blows you away but um you know i think it's the messages you get every every day like you'll get a message and you go thanks mate that that mess that video you put online last night you know really changed my perspective and i got up and went to the gym this morning for the first time in two months or something like that or you know i i took the afternoon off work and didn't do the overtime and took the kids to get ice cream. You know, and it's just those little things that give you that, you know, that kick to keep going. And it it doesn't necessarily need to be much more than a simple message like that. But, you know, um, it's just that small thing that we can do to keep them on the straight and narrow.
2: You've seen, like, a lot of people, um, it's an e-commerce business essentially, but you've started by building a community.
1: Yes, I did it reverse. So a lot of people launch a product and then try and build a brand Mm. around it. I actually built the community of thousands of fathers from around the world and then introduced a product, um, which I think allowed us to have that success very quickly. And trust,
2: Um, I think that that, that once you build a community without trying to pitch stuff on them, They know what you're offering for free and they've seen the value in it.
1: Yeah, and they were along for the ride. So they were there for the packaging. I'd post pictures, hey, what do you think of this packaging? Hey, you know, we sent samples out to a few of the crew. What do you think of this Mm. flavour, taste? And, you know, so they, for the 12 months or so that it took to actually get it finally finished, they were along that whole ride and, you know, able to, you know, ask questions. And, you know, at that stage we didn't even have, I don't even think we had a website before the the supplements. It was just, um, you know, just the groups and the social channels. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a good way of doing things because, yeah, like you mentioned, the trust and um, ability to gauge what the people want rather than, you know, bringing something out and hopefully people jumping on it.
2: Yeah, so is that something you learned along the way? Look, you obviously got out of the military, you started a few businesses. What what, what were the ups and downs? Did you learn hard lessons? Did you make fail any of the first ones or, or? Mate, i
1: have failed I, i've tried to start 10 different tech companies five different apps um the group fitness i wanted to then franchise that around the world because i thought i knew it all uh fitness holidays i wanted to you know do crazy stuff with that um, mate i've failed 10 times more than i've succeeded um the best thing that i've probably done with the fit dad is i've just stuck with that mm. and i haven't tried to be doing five other businesses at the same time. I've actually, you know, I, I yeah got rid of the business, uh, group fitness business, and I went all in um, and, you know, stopped doing everything else. And I think that was when I really started to see the traction of that, when I realised that, hey, you can't be giving 20% five different businesses mm. you're trying to get off the ground. It's either 100% or, or nothing. And, you know, I don't have, apart from personal training certificate, um, that I got about ten years ago now i don 't have any other qualifications like everything i 've done is via trial and error um, YouTube is the youtube university mm. i 've learned everything on there and to this day I still do like build all my own websites, do my own podcasts all the um, videos graphics um, product design packaging and all that like we still oh, i do it all myself and, and my wife helps out here and yeah, there as no well you
2: design and, these packaging.
1: Yeah, well, like I got a graphic designer to actually finalize oh, yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah we had it all sort of as a blueprint, and they put it all together to yeah. you know, make it actually pop. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know YouTube and you know if I didn't know something, I'd go there or Google, and you know I'd fuck up the code or the website would turn inside out and go mm. backwards, and then eventually it would it would pop, and um, you know you can get it looking, and and I think that's. Just one of those things of just keeping going until you know you finally get to a spot.
2: Yeah. So what what, what advice have you got for young diggers getting out that want to start their own e-commerce business,
1: mate? Um, trial and error. It's 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 one of those things. Like I wouldn't get sucked into the thousands of courses out there. Like sure, some of them might help. Um, you know, but. You can learn all that information on YouTube by just searching a few different things. Um, but if they want to get into an e-commerce business, I'd actually, you know, probably go the the route I went and actually find out if that product's even wanted. You know, mm. who are your competition, and and make sure it's a passion as well. Like, don't just start it because you want to try and make a quick twenty grand and you know, f- you know, travel the world and and live this, I guess, digital nomad. Uh, lifestyle and you know drop ship here and there and yeah because it's a lot harder it, it costs a lot more, more money than you think um and the time you actually have to put into it is a, a lot more than you know thinking that you're just going to live that four-hour work week like compare or whatever yeah, and yeah. just have the laptop switched on and just um hope for the best Mate, so like,
2: that i mean i read that book a fair few years ago now and that was oh, this is after i'd already fucking failed a bunch of ideas and, yep. and whatever but. That same, especially through COVID, every chick that I've met or every dude that, that's been like working, a civic dude that's been working a job that's been still down or whatever, they're all like, oh, I'm thinking about becoming a graphic designer so I can just work wherever I want yeah. around the world. I'm like, yeah, you and the other 7 billion people on the yeah, planet exactly. are going to be <laughs> graphic designers and digital marketers next week. Yeah,
1: um, it's, um, it's it's a minefield out there and like the amount of people, like we get pitched every day from different companies wanting our services across you know X, Y, Z and it's you know you look at some of these people and it's like a Wix website with still the powered by Wix down the bottom and it's like I don't know what you're playing at but it's just you know you need to step up and you know it's even even to the point where you get some of these people who think they're killing it but they still send you an email from businessname at gmail.com and it's like guys it costs you a dollar to change and just have you know info at businessname.com I think professionalism, trying to actually do the right thing, even though you might only be small, you're having that structure set up. And
2: yeah, 100%. That's something I, I notice a lot now, too. It's, and it, it, it takes a while. It's, I don't want to be arrogant about it, but it, if, you, if you're in the tech space for a little bit, emails and what their website's built on is a big indicator of should I partner with this person or yep. not. Um, and I mean, there's going to be startups out there that you don't want to go and spend a whole bunch of money when you first start out because uh, you're still validating your concept. But if if someone comes to us and said, hey, we want to do this stuff with you, and, and we look at their website, and it's a Squarespace or a, um, Wix or... What's the fucking other one? WordPress side. I mean, WordPress is pr- getting better, but that is an indicator straight away that says, yep. I'm not sure whether to trust this person or not. Are yep. they just throwing me gimmicks? Um but yeah, that, that, that's a learning curve along the way too to to identify small bits to go. This person's gone out, they've put the effort in, they've made himself so professional. They're yeah. actually having a crack at going high speed. Yeah,
1: definitely. And you know, especially when they're pitching for you know, work that's going to be you know, potentially thousands of mm. dollars per month. It's um, and we use Shopify. That's our our website's all built on that, which is still the drag and drop sort of formula yeah. and all that. But you can make it look yeah. niche pretty quickly as yeah. well. So yeah it might cost you forty bucks a month or fifty bucks to actually have the yeah. server, but it's the difference between like you said someone getting the deal or yeah. Yeah, missing out percent.
0: what do you do with so I just want to go back like I'm talking out of my fucking lane hundred percent i I'm not a fucking dad and we've got to fit that on but so you have a you, did this come i don't want to sit here like a fucking armchair psychologist yeah, but yeah. Did this come from you got a good relationship with your dad? This yep. come from, and uh, is it stuff that you were like, oh, I wish I did things he did things differently, or you're just like, fuck it, I just I can see a market to help these dudes.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, my relationship with my parents is still amazing. Like they live in Noosa as well, and um, yeah, it's, it's always has been uh, really well. I think I just seen a gap in the market to tell you the truth. Um, running the group fitness um, bootcamp Noosa for seven years. It was 90% female, um, and and I noticed that trend. Apart, CrossFit gyms were probably about 50-50, but you look at any of the F45s or any of the other group fit, um, fitness classes around the country, 70-80% of those classes are women. And I thought, why is it that the men aren't going to these? Are they not training at all? Is it that whole mentality of, I know it all, I'm just going to go to the gym and do my own thing, or you know what what's the reason? So... I think it was just a bit of a combination of that knowledge of, you know, okay, there's a there's a market here because it's not getting served. And I think you mentioned earlier about all these female fitness in, uh, influencers like Kayla ritz and the Emily Skies of the 2015s that were really big, but there was nothing really out there for the males. And, you know, when I started this group, I'm like, okay, well, everyone's really interested in these workouts we we'll do with the kids and, you know, always asking questions about, our travels and the workouts we do on the road and stuff like that and I think it was just that light bulb moment of hey there's actually a niche here that isn't getting served um, I don't know what it could be and like I said at the time it was just a Facebook group and an ebook and a bit of online coaching you know here and there it wasn't bringing in nearly any money whatsoever it was more just a little side hobby um, or side hustle I guess and um, yeah it was sort of where it is now is not where I envisioned it two and a half years ago or whenever we started it and um, having products or an e-commerce store was never a plan either. Um, it's sort of just everything's evolved out of, yeah, necessity, I guess. And and the reason the supplements in the first place is we kept getting asked, um, you know, what should I use before this session or what should I use, you know, what supplements to use? And we're always just saying this protein powder, this pre-workout, this BCAs or whatever it was at the time and then after about three months of constantly saying this is what we use i'm like
0: use this fucking one because yeah, we're gonna make it yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly like hang on a second i'm gonna go find a manufacturer and i'm actually gonna you know make something so every time any one of these thousand people ask what i'm using well this is what i use if you want it and here it is and it's going to help us you know support us to be able to you know afford all the education support and videographers and all the stuff that we do that we haven't been paid for like because you know Trying to constantly put hours and hours into you know making videos and podcasts and all these different things that you don't get paid for, it takes time and money, and um, you know now that is all supported and allows us to keep giving back.
0: I think it's not just that. I think you're, you walk into a supplement store today, and there's twelve hundred different test boosters that you don't know what the fuck is in half of them. Yeah. If you're in the army or in even with Isaac, they're like who plays for the Sydney Swans. They're like their nutritionists and dietitians for the team are like. You walk into a supplement store, you're not allowed to have anything because yep. I don't know what the fuck is in it.
2: Even if what is it you were saying before? It's it's not a steroid, is it? What does it have to be approved by?
1: Uh, WADA, it is well, a steroid. It think. is it, yeah. yeah.
2: So even yeah. if it's like I think Masashi put a fuckload of money into making sure all their stuff was approved for fighters. Yep. Um, and even so, that, our
1: stuff is like we haven't got any banned substance in ours, but the difference is between an athlete being able to use it. We have to actually get every flavour, every batch tested by there's a laboratory down in melbourne but it's 800 dollars per batch per flavor yes. so when you've got 10 flavors and you're doing batches every month like you we just can't get those certifications that allow us kind at important. this like, to stage be even though it's all safe we can't guarantee it so the athletes and the clubs won't allow Well, that's what they said that's what that's it.
2: what isaac said he's like it's all got the approval stamps on it by the yep. governing body that's testing us and the our dietitians like don't fucking touch it yep. can't trust it yeah, And it's probably, I mean, that's, I don't know whether it's stigma or whether it's John John Jones has just ruined it for everyone because he yeah. eats whatever he wants yeah. and tells people it's a tainted supplement. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> but, so, yeah, sports teams are just saying stay away from subs.
1: Yeah, and we're actually bringing out a sports range this year Like we're working with the manufacturers to develop a standalone brand so it won't be anything to do with Fit Dad, but it's going to be exactly for that reason. So for the sports teams, the athletes and all these people that, don't know what to touch it's going to be you know all the protocols are done much the same as the way we started the fit dad it's done with a, a sader and wider you know view first rather than bringing out products and then trying to change the whole you go, you yeah. know, blueprint to suit it's going to be okay what protocols do we need to have in place to start with let's start with those and then the product will be the last thing we do because we need to make sure that the actual raw powders isn't tainted from where it is we need to make sure that manufacturing is you know Everything's all perfect there and we need to document it. We need to get everything batch tested and we need to have, make sure that, you know, because it, it changes every day. Like every week there's a new ingredient that's on these lists and yeah. that's the, the big struggle.
0: But not that. It's just going into going into a shop as a everyday bloke. Like I don't have to worry about getting tested because yep. I'm certainly not an elite <laughs> athlete. But to go into the shop and then, you know, you've normally got, I don't know, some jacked up dude or... Yeah, Some exactly. semi-famous, you know, fit. And they're like, oh, we recommend you should have this. And you're like, uh, I don't even know what the fuck that is, right?
1: Yeah. So I like, tr- oh, look like you, so I'll yeah, take I'll Yeah, I'll take that.
0: Yeah. Fucking sure. What, what's that yeah. one? And they're like, oh, it's just come out of America. And you're like, America? The FDA, I'm, I'm pretty sure you just, if you want to get stuff approved, you just line someone's pockets and you're yeah, good to exactly. go, right? But going to be able to go in and, and, or trust with you, sitting down talking to you, yeah. when you're, it comes from a place of fucking... I don't know. What is it called? Uh, my brain just dumped. <laughs> <laughs> but we can trust you. You, yeah. you, you, know, It's you. You're looking out for people and you're just like, I just want to fucking help people. Yep. And you can trust the supplements you can go on and buy. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's one of the things we get asked quite a bit. It's not even the elite sportsmen anymore like with, who need to worry about it. Like, right. A lot of our queries come from people in defense because now they're bound by the same codes and then mining companies are bound by the same codes and... You know, there's all these different industries that are now going, well, you can't have this pre-workout or this because, you know, I think there's people overdosing on pre-workout mine sites like for night shifts and, you know, stuff like that, um, which has brought in all these different rules. And, you know, it's I think while you're seeing a lot of the industry start to take that approach of not just being about being that jack dude anymore and, you know, having these, you know, crazy stims and stuff like that and actually going towards... The nootropics, or going towards you know the lifestyle support, or just living that you know healthy life and um, you know doing the right thing, rather than you know, filling your face full of you know, banned substances.
0: I can't keep up with it because, um, and that's another thing. I think having someone that where your community works and the trust thing is getting someone else to do the research, not being a fucking lemming, but like vitamin, like you know, like vit- vitamin D, sick right for you, have vitamin C, take it intravenously or uh um all these different supplements that can boost your performance through the day you can't keep up with it all you would have to sit there and research it yourself for, for hours at a time yeah and then having someone i think that that trickle down trust is like well i use this yeah and i've done the research and it does work and not be just being an instagram model that got paid nine thousand dollars to promote someone's supplement yeah
1: holding up with a shirt off oh, somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and we've never had anyone do that and like we've got ambassadors and we actually launched an ambassador program last week for the first yeah, time nice. and we had like 50 dads to sign up and the common question was i don't know if i've got enough followers how many followers do you want i said i had to i had to, oh, sorry, had to put on the website we do not care how many followers you've yeah. got like we've got everyday dads who are going to work at woolies posting you know their code out because we just want them to be able to one save money for themselves but earn a bit of a crust for themselves as mm. well and you know use a product and um you know it was it was funny though that three or four people in the first few days were like um I, here's my story but i don't think i have enough instagram followers and yeah. that's what they associated being the ambassador was was instagram followers and I'm like yeah, fuck if you've got oh, no Instagram, man. like you just do what you want.
2: We, we're kind of going through the same thing. We we started, oh, not really launched. We started pushing out a new model for ambassadors. Being a charity, like having ambassadors, yep. is, a, is a no-brainer. But, um, tiering it into, into separate groups because we do obviously want people to push it out to a big audience. Yep. That's that's fantastic for business. But at the same time, we want to get as many either current serving soldiers or, or veterans on as possible in the ambassador circle. And same deal, um, a lot of people come back um, with imposter syndrome going, I'm not an actual influencer. And you're like, well, you've got, like, Max, for example, perfect example, um, two years ago, had about 15 followers on Instagram, yet goes to work, says <laughs> yes. something, and 300 diggers instantly go, Max said it, it must be legit, <laughs> I trust him, that's influencer status. Yeah. Um, but being having 100,000 followers on Instagram doesn't really equate to um, getting trust across and cut through to an audience that you're trying to talk to.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And you see all these different ambassadors, you know, they've got, well, not ambassadors, influencers who have 100,000, 500,000 million, this supplement brand this week, this t-shirt the next week, this car the week after, this holiday the week after that. It's like, they're just out there for the paycheck. They've actually got, I don't think they've got no influence, but the companies are willing to take the risk. and You, you
0: know, see off. some of them, mate, and they look like they're reading off a fucking script, like they are reading off a script. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy this hair loss. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, you don't have any hair anyway, you fight. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It gets it's, ridiculous. Yeah, and they're,
2: I mean, their they're, they're target audience too, and, and whether or not their audience trusts them, or they just like, look at their photos. I mean, we we had a, like, that would consider himself an influencer um, that we used this and stuff. We pushed out. Veteran mental health messaging, positive stuff, crickets. Yep. Like that audience did not want to respond to um, proactive and positive messaging. Put a whinge in front of that audience and they go fucking, like, is that the person, or is that the, the angle you want to go down? Fuck no. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be pushing out a good message to an audience through a through a portal or a vessel to an audience that's going to resonate with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've we've seen like we've approached a few people in the past, like to try and in the early days try and get the thing out there's like five grand, ten grand to post and like nine hundred thousand followers and that, but how many of them followers are because of your partner who she is or because of your body and how you look and you know, what can you actually guarantee on that five to ten yeah. investment they were making? And like, Oh no, there's no guarantee, you know, my my audience is what it is and it's like, mm. Well, come on, that's sort of you've got to um yeah, be able to give us a bit of feedback. I mean, here. that's. I mean, this is where I'm a
2: bit, bit on the fence because uh, even Gary V does talk. I mean, this is turning into an Instagram yeah. marketing <laughs> yeah. um, chat. But even Gary v, I, I think he made a comment once that if you were going to launch a product, if you had the budget, it cost you like five, between five hundred grand and a million bucks to get one of the Kardashians to push out a message. Yep. And he said, if you got the money, fucking do it. <laughs> I'm like. I mean, most of what he says, I I I listen to it and I'm like, that makes fucking perfect sense. I'm going for it. But I could only imagine that that would work if you had a product that has high margins, easy to fucking distribute and can go global.
1: I think there was a company on the Gold Coast and that is turning into an Instagram marketing <laughs> thing. About. I think it was High Smile and they paid, I'm pretty sure because I watched one of their vlogs or videos on YouTube about it, they paid Kylie Jenner a million dollars to do that teeth whitening. Are they Australian? Yeah, so they're based on the Gold Coast. Oh, and they paid her a million dollars, I think it was like Super Bowl, or it was something like one of those weekends or maybe one of those and yeah um, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was four to five times return on investment but it was just oh mate they
2: are good crazy like, but annoyingly it, good i used yeah. to track in like conor mcgregor back when he was on his rise up that's
1: what he had them as well every yeah.
2: fuck well before he did right i'd yep. say this is how they got his attention every fucking post he put up they just go through every comment talking to everyone in his feed either <laughs> ragging shit or saying hey you need to get in with high smile and i'm like fuck that is annoying yeah but that eventually <laughs> Next like, thing you know, Connor's doing high smiles, That's what he's saying.
1: I'm like, you can't yeah. fucking work. So Yeah, I think they're Gold Coast-based. They're actually... I, I still follow them on, on social media. And they moved into the old Billabong building. I don't know if you remember that yeah, on the highway. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now they have that. They've just renovated that. So they're something's obviously doing yeah. well. Yeah, so. fucking hell. Mate, teeth is the big business. Yeah, well, it was. I, I, I think now everyone's trying to bloody do it. So. I haven't jumped into but, it yet. I've I been mean, been there's there. no business. The,
0: the other business is... How do you, uh, so if we're a charity, yep. uh, you're a fit dad trying to get dads to get healthy and move and train and I can't understand why you go to school or you have to monetize. Let's say you're another fitness app and you're like, yep. no, we're going to pay you to do some basic things in life that you should know or do for free. Like that's These are common things that you should have in your repertoire, proactive mental health tools. 20 minute workout workouts and support groups for people and community and, and teaching people to do these things that <clears throat> probably should have learned in school. And then the fitness industry has just capitalized on insecure people, yep. a gap in education, um, and like even mental health tools. You gotta pay for mental health tools. Yep. You can't fucking that's why we said, How do you pay someone You're like, do you wanna kill yourself? We can help you, but You gotta give us (laughs) it's
1: it's one of the things we deal with daily and I I see more often than not is fathers are constantly comparing themselves to other people. And I think social media has had a big thing to play in this. Like they're comparing themselves to the one percenters out there. So they might be comparing themselves to that model or that actor or that musician or that athlete. And, you know, not knowing anything about, well, they've got private chefs, they've got, you know, ready made meals. You know, they've got, you know, dieticians, trainers, all this in their pocket and not making it realistic to where they are in their life. Like, you work 40 hours, they work maybe 12. Um, You know, your upbringing is totally different. Your bank balance has got 17 less zeros. Like, you've got to, you know, understand where you are and, you know, try and work on getting yourself forward rather than going. I want, want car, I want his car, want his house, I want his body, I want his six-pack, want his arms. And
0: well, I mean, how do you do it? Like Jason Momoa or bloody uh, Superman. Who was the dude who played Superman? Henry, Henry Henry Cavill? Cavill. Cavill. And they're like literally, like you said, like they got personal chefs. They're not making their own meals. No, They're right. like, no, no, you eat this, yeah. and then you got a trainer saying, do this. Get out of bed. Get out of bed. Lift that weight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And it's, I think these are the people that they're comparing themselves against and that's why they're never fulfilled and never feeling like they're getting anywhere because, you know, they're constantly aiming for that 1% instead of, you know, and even, like, put the question to us and myself personally, like, when was the last time you compared yourself to someone below you? You know, we're always comparing ourselves to someone in front of what we want but never actually looking back and going, fuck, look where I'm at actually right now and look what I've actually achieved over the past year, two years, whether that be business, you know, physical health, mental health, you know, family or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, people don't realise that they're actually probably in the top 70% of, you know, where people should be in life and, but constantly wanting, wanting, wanting and not, you know, stopping in the smell of roses, I guess.
0: Yeah, you don't have a personal nanny or an au pair when your kid's screaming, I wouldn't have a clue. Scrooge was this, Scrooge was trying to change, one, one of the lads, yep. trying to train for selection. Yeah, right. A, a kid under two and a newborn. And then he'd come to work and he'd be like, fucking ruined. And we're doing a hectic session, right? Yeah. And he's just like, "Like just cooked, mate. Probably right?
1: the best thing for him, that sleep deprivation. <laughs> <Yeah. on there. laughs>
0: but I just don't know. Um, people trying to, to, to get to that point. Yeah, I think it's a bit gross, mate. Mm. And, and people taking stock or even... I think the church removing the church i'm not religious at all i'm an atheist i don't believe in the church but i think the church put in a lot of there's a lot of structure if you took god out of it i think there's a lot of structure that the church had that we've lost and that is like gratitude right sitting down and being grateful for where you are not aiming for fucking up here um a sense of community going somewhere every sunday yeah i mean i know they're preaching rhetoric no worries that's fine change it to something else and preach something else health lifestyle Higher learning, whatever it is, but applying some of those, some of the structure that we lost maybe in the 70s, and now we're just off in the wilderness with no, there's no keel for the human race or a dad or a, or a male. Like, what is the model and, and how do we move forward? And that's why I think the fit dad stuff is working, community and trust. And now we're trying to relearn all this shit that maybe we learned. We threw the baby out with the bathwater when we said God doesn't exist. Um, but we lost all these community building routine stuff maybe. I don't know, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think there's, you know it, it is all the basic stuff. Like we're not preaching anything that you hadn't learned at school or you didn't know in your early 20s when you're you know, playing footy or hanging around with all the guys. It's just stuff that you've got complacent with and use kids as an excuse of why you've stopped doing it. You know, I couldn't train to take the kids to work, but well, hang on a second, we've got a thousand dads now getting up at 4.30, getting the session done in their living room before they leave home and you know that that excuse is now invalid and you know I think it just gets down to you know and, and it's probably one of those Gary Vee things as well but in 25 years time the stuff that you're not doing today is the stuff that you're going to be regretting you're then looking back right now so you know start actually just doing what it is that you want to do today whether it be starting that business or leaving that job that you keep telling everyone you hate for the last five years at every Christmas party and you know, actually starting to do what it is that makes you happy because, you know, as you've probably seen the last year with the pandemic, like, shit can change on a dime and, you know, in two months' time, you could be like all your mates saying that you're going to be a graphic designer because, you know, your industry's now shut down and obsolete because the world's changed. Um, So if you're not going after the things you love and stuff you're passionate about and actually, you know, doing those things that you already know what to do, um, I think it's just going to you know, create more heartache in the future when, let's say in 20 years' time or 30 years' time when the kids have left home and you look back and go, fuck, I wish I did that back then or I wish I t- took the kids on that holiday or I wish I didn't work so much and actually got to go to their footy match or I started that business I always wanted to start with my best mate or you know whatever the case is because that regret's going to haunt you more then than the pain it's going to be, I think, right now trying to do it. Is there a like a martyr have you thought about getting a like a
0: a psych in like is there a martyr syndrome with or justification for when you're a parent and you're like well i can't i can't go to the gym like you're saying i can't go to the gym yeah gotta look after the kids um but it's all right because you know i'm looking after the kids come first yeah getting like i guess performance psychologists in or or is it just you just saying fucking
1: at the moment, it's just yeah. me, but it's, it's a great idea to actually get someone in who has got the qualifications and can break them down and go. Yeah, and because exactly what you just said, then, and I even I've got great mates who will probably listen to this podcast after I share it, who uh, um, you know put the kids first with everything they do, and every you know every excuse or every reasoning is, no, nah, I can't do that. The kids are doing this, or you know, it's kids, kids, kids before me. But you know, and even me in my position and you know, now thinking I've got something to talk about with them, it doesn't change, you know, their their look, And I I look in from the outside and go, you're doing this for your kids, but you're so miserable in your work. You've put on 10 kilos over the last year. You know, it's going to get to a stage where you're going to need to put yourself first, but it's going to be too late because you have put everyone else first. And I get it. Like, my kids come first in everything, but... If I don't look after myself, even at the basic level, then am I even guaranteed to be here for the next 5, 10, 15 years in a capacity to be able to actually do something for them? And, you know, is it going to get to a stage where I break down and then need to put myself first for, you know, six months, a year or two years, which then takes away from them at that point in life? Or, you know, is there that happy medium that you can find where, you know, you win and, you know, At the same time, they don't have to miss out. And I think it gets back down to that analogy. Whenever you travel, it's like apply your mask first before you apply anyone else's. And that's the same approach we take with the dads. You know, look after yourself because if you don't look after yourself, there might be a chance that you don't get to look after them at all. So that's probably one of the takeaways. And, you know, I only heard that a couple of months ago. Someone else said it on on my podcast, actually. And um, it took me a while to think and, like, Shit, I never when you hear that in the plane, you just don't think anything else. You would, I would think straight away to you know help the kids and get them yeah. sorted, but you know they're not going to be able to help you with their mask on when you know the gas takes out. So if you don't help yourself, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. I think that's something that you know a lot of dads can take away and actually you know use in their own life. Yeah,
0: that's I think that's uh that's some really good advice, man. 100%. Yeah, we're just talking about. Justific like help you gotta help yourself first so the kids can't
1: the whole airline like ply your mask first before Oh mate, it's the analogy well. for everything. It's the yeah. analogy
0: that we've been trying
2: to push to the veteran community too. And then it's like that's where we, we always have these debates on the world splitting into left and right wing. But really part of that is there's a group of people who think if we wanna fix a problem, we should regulate and enforce everyone else to fix the problem. There's another, there's a separate group that says, if we're going to fix the problem, um, in order to help other people fix it, I need to look inwards and fix me first. And that's exactly the same analogy. You've got to look, there's dramas here. I can blame everyone. I can blame in the veteran space. It's blame government, blame the defense force for doing this to me. Or I can say, I'm going to look inwards and fix my shit. And then what I learn while I'm fixing my shit, I can then promote to help the fence and DBA and, and, other, and politicians fix the broader problem. Exactly the same as putting your own mask on first. Yep. You try and fucking tell everyone, you stand up in the sinking fucking plane, well, crashing plane, and yell out to everyone, put your mask on first, you're gonna be the first one to pass out. But yeah, 100%. Yeah, fix
0: yourself and take someone with you, mate. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. clean your own fucking bedroom. Well, That's right. that's the Jordan Peterson analogy. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna change the world? Start by cleaning your bedroom. Yep there's not a lot of people out there especially it's easier to scream from the rooftops fix your problems here's how you fix your problems but going home and cleaning your bedrooms actually takes a bit of work yeah um and that's i think with this stuff it's perfect it's like fucking you are saying take ownership yeah no one else is going to make you a dad that has more energy or can spend more time with their kids
1: on you like you got to own it yourself And that's one thing that you know we've tried to do with fit Dad lifestyle is practice what we preach so we were in the fitness industry around the time when it was like you know we need to shred up for summer so we've got to go hard for three you know four weeks eight weeks whatever it is then we're going to bulk up for the winter and it was constantly on this merry-go-round or you know roller coaster of good for eight weeks party for eight weeks bulk up for eight weeks and it was just like a vicious cycle and you know now we're at a stage where we eat clean 80% eighty percent of the time or eat when it's in our control, you know, but if we're at a wedding or a funeral or a party or something and there's cake or a beer, then I'm also gonna have that. Mm. And and letting dads know that you don't have to be, you know, chicken and broccoli for eight weeks to get the desired result. Like half these people, it you know, it didn't take you eight weeks to get where you are right now. It's been a steady decline over the last ten years to why you're thirty kilos overweight. So mm. How about we spend the next two getting you to a place where you're happy rather than, like, we can go hard and go, you know, get results in 12 weeks, but I guarantee it's not going to be sustainable. Mm. I guarantee in 12 weeks' time or even before them, because you're probably not going to make it 12 weeks, that you're going to be back on the bandwagon and, you know, going downhill. So why don't we just, like I mentioned, start 1% better, eat well 80% of the time, don't ever deprive yourself if you want that chocolate bar or, you want that beer with your friend or you're having a you know, beer at the footy or whatever the case is, do something active every day, even if it's just a 15-minute workout in your lounge room or a walk or scooter ride with the kids or whatever, and that's all you need to do. Like they're the bare minimum. Mm. You know, Depending on what your goals are and the reason why and all that kind of stuff, that's when you can add these other you know, platforms and you know excel and chase the dreams that you want to chase. But at a bare minimum, that's what we ask of you, whatever else you want to do. Go hard and do
0: I like it fucking move that's the that's the underlying philosophy that that they people have started to do massive research. We had fitness on the app as one of the fitness was one of the eight principles right it was top yeah, line, it was yeah. the top one we said fitness and then we you know all these new studies and papers came in and We're like let's change fitness because that's a fitness isn't really what let's call it movement mm. just move your body um, whatever it is that you do that is your Thing So if it's working out or or running, whatever it is, but movement.
1: I think it has to be a passion as well. And and that's something that we've found with a lot of the dads is the programs they've all failed on in the past are because the online trainer or the group fitness that they do, they're doing because they've seen this botched up before and after photo and going, oh, if that guy got the results, then I'm going to follow his meal plan and follow that workout routine. But they hate every session they do because it's not what they enjoy hate the meal plan and it's like well if your passion is surfing or zumba or rock climbing or karate or boxing whatever it is do more of that you can get just as fit in every other activity as going to the gym or as doing you know weights or whatever it is
0: right and you can build workout routines around improving or accessory training around that sport that you enjoy yeah. right if it's cycling, you love cycling, you can get in the gym, do you can do cycling based yeah. stuff
1: and, and yeah, dead right. And even with the kids, like I get more gassed having five minutes of tag in the backyard with the kids trying to jump over them and hide behind stuff and like, you know, then I do going for a three K run. Like you can get just as active and get the heart up just as much, you know, doing stuff around the home but for kids than you can doing anything else. So I think it's just realizing what your priorities are and what your passions are and, you know, going from there um and not feeling forced into doing xyz just because you know that person on the before and after photo is what you want to aspire to be like
0: yeah because we did um i got i got right into the gut microbiome i fucking love it it's like it's my passion and something that i like to do for swiss 8 as well and one of the studies that come out and there's been a lot of papers done on this was that just by going for a run or walk or moving It changes the gut flora in your stomach and there's positive gut flora that is created from just moving and running. And they've drawn a correlation to these some of these uh, bacteria are positive for and have positive implications. And so on top of just moving, you're then increasing the positive effects on your gastrointestinal tract and stuff like that. So as I said, movement moves. Yeah,
1: just move, yeah, 100%.
2: Standing still doesn't work, mate, at all. Sedentary behaviour, mate. We have done, and they're
0: in ten minutes already. Yeah, well, I funny. want to know what's your so what's your routine? What's the what's the the fit dad, Leroy routine? You get up in the morning. Everyone's like, what the fuck does this guy do? Yeah, and then what are your biohacks or your nutrition? Like, yep. give us an
1: insight, mate. Um, so it's shifted actually in the last probably six weeks, and physically mentally happier than I've ever been. So it was 4.30 wake up, gym by five, or, you know, four wake up, whatever the time, um, gym by five, and it was like six mornings a week. That was a routine. But now I've gone, you know, to bike rides, running, walks with the dog, you know, surfing, you know, and just mixing up and having that whole cross-training approach and not feeling, you know, so, um, I guess, regimental, into I guess the one routine and stuff like that and you know also relaxing the diet as well and actually preaching you know or following what I preach in regards to just that lifestyle of you know especially Christmas period and that I didn't want to have to turn down beers or turn down you know eating that chocolate cake for any of the birthdays or you know desserts or roasts or barbecues and stuff like that so mate, my diet is basically if I'm if it's in my control so if I'm at Home, or if I'm at the warehouse or something like that, or if I'm the one making choices at a restaurant, then I'll eat clean or as clean as I want. But at the same time, if the palmie looks right or I want a heap of Diane sauce on that steak, I'll I'll do the same thing. So, um, you know, eighty percent of the week is perfect. The other twenty percent is typically filled with chocolate and beer, and it's about
0: Um, that's right up my alley, (laughs) mate. I've
1: got a sweet tooth. It's, It's really bad, but. Like, just copious amounts of chocolate. Um, and then, like you said, move every day, uh, whether that be through any of those activities I've said before. Um, but also understanding that, you know, and listening to the body. Like I've had two or three knee surgeries over the past year. I've had, you know, issues with my back and, you know, then just other issues that you get from doing these activities. So I think, you know, I do, I do Pilates every week now, uh, once a week, a private lesson, and that has changed my life i always thought it was you know just for the girls and you know all that stuff and i'd always got told to do core and you know i, I was always giving out core exercises as well but you know mobility and pilates is something that i've introduced into my routine and it has changed my life um, pilates mate, Took I, and you know pilates is one of those things and this is how i described it to my instructor only last week actually because we come back after a, she had a month holiday over the christmas period and I said, Pilates is not something that you understand is working, like it's tough, like it's on the uh, reformers or actual machines. And until you actually stop doing it, you don't realize you're missing it. Um, and it fixed up my head like this um, pelvic tilt. You know, if, if you looked at my side profile, it was like tilted out and, you know, it straightened up that quite a bit. And it was only something I noticed that was working when I stopped. Um, and then I fell, felt felt, the back start to give out a little bit more or felt the knees, you know, start buckling that core start loosened. Um, you know, one of the I was doing it for about six months solid and we moved house, I think it was November, December, and we did it ourselves to avoid getting the removal company in. And usually, you know, me lifting the kids out of the car, I'd twinge my back or, you know, something would go wrong. But we did the whole move ourselves and I can directly correlate that to Pilates and just building up that core from the inside out and, um, you know, really working on those small, you know, structural and, and, and stabilising muscles to actually, you know, help everything out. Fuck, i have to get of a go, mate. Yeah. You yeah, know what else is um, good about Pilates? So the view. The view <laughs> would be good. I, I do one-on-one um, because I just, you know, didn't know any of the movements um, and I, I find that I can really get that, you know, correct technique whereas the classes i just feel that you just get lost and yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. let's say it's only 10 reps or a minute by the time she corrects six other people you've probably been doing it wrong for a minute and not yeah, getting the best thing out of it so that's probably the best thing um i download this app this app's called go wad which is a mobility app um i think it's like crossfit one or it's got a picture of a crossfit on there anyway but it's got a free trial there for 14 days and it is probably some of you guys can implement into yours if, if you haven't already but the testing protocol at the start it actually goes through like 10 minutes of testing so you go through all these different stretches and holds and stuff like that and then it has got 10 different pitches mm-hmm. there and you tick which one you know mirrors where you think where where your reach was
0: Fuck, and then
1: it not- changes up your whole program based upon your weaknesses so it doesn't just give you a generic program yep do this 15 minutes of mobility every day it's actually okay well you need to work on your hips more you need to work on um, thoracic more or whatever the case is and your program for the next month is solely based upon your weaknesses and then you do the test again and then it adjusts Mm -hmm. in the back end and you know moves you forward and um, now I'll show you guys after this but you can set it to like you know, if you go to the gym, for example, you can set it to an eight or 16-minute pre-warmout. You you say, okay, I'm doing bench press, I'm doing bicep curls, I'm doing leg press, or whatever it is that you're doing, and you'll actually plan your warm up based upon the exercise that you're going into. And then the same thing, it will give you a warm, uh, your cool down based upon what you've done. Um, so you can either set it to that, where it's a pre and post workout, or you know, you can set it as just a daily routine which works on your weaknesses. So. I think those two are probably the most important things. Um, And, you know, just not being, like, getting back to the nutrition and, I I guess, the routine and that, listening to the body, you know, I've gone away from having the strict diets and and the calorie counting and all these different stuff and just, you know, you know when you're, like myself, like, you know when you look in the mirror or you know in yourself you're feeling unhealthy or you're getting a bit soft around the edges or something like that and you dial it in for a little bit but then you know if the boys want to go for a hit of golf and you want a few beers then I'm also going to do that like life is about doing the things that interest you Um, and you know I am a strong believer that you can get the best of both worlds from living that I guess fit that lifestyle as well as you you know enjoying the things that you want to do as well
0: I think that's the same as uh, that body shaming, fat shaming. It's always it's always chick centric, it? But there's a lot with dudes that are like, I am a fucking fat cunt. Like, yeah, and then going kind of like, I'm never going to be able to do it, mate. Yeah, that's spot on. Um, so the, any new any is there any like what what vitamins are you sort of thriving on right now? Is there any is this stuff that you take personally, that you like, this gets me fucking firing?
1: Yeah, no, I only take to fit that fuel. Um, <laughs> it's yep. a good plug, but um, I don't take any other vitamins. Like uh, I think like if the kids are sick from daycare or school and that, the wife has like the probiotics in the in the fridge and all that, yep. I'll, we'll, we'll just have them and some just straight vitamin C powder as well. That seems to keep any, you know, the kids' sickness that they pick up from school and you know, pass it on to us. Um, But yeah, I usually have uh, one of our energies first thing in the morning upon waking, Um, then I have the essential amino acids during the session um, and then the recovery, our our other formula in there is the sleep formula. So that's magnesium, zinc and B6, you have that before bed. And um, yeah, so I usually just um, stick with those three and I don't really try and reinvent the wheel too much apart from that. I used to have like, you know, the liver cleansers and I used to then have these other disgusting drinks because, I know someone told me that it was good for you, and it was like the psyllium husk and the metamucil and the apple cider vinegar and the lemon, fresh lemon. You have that every day, and it's meant to cleanse cleanse the insides. And you know, I did that for years, like just thinking that that's what. And then you stop doing it, you feel no different, and the liver tests are still the same. So it's like, mate, I just, you know, stick to that, yeah, eighty twenty principle, and you know, not not feel so restricted, and I think the biggest thing is not feel guilty about it either. You know, if I'm going to, you know, one of the biggest principles, and this is probably a takeaway for everyone, if I am gonna go have a beer in the afternoon or at dinner, they recommend, I think, a litre per 20 kilos of body weight of water per day. So I make sure that I've at least got that minimum amount of water in. So eighty kilos, four liters, hundred kilos, five liters, or whatever. I had to do the
0: math on my fingers, and I realized <laughs> yeah. people people going to look at my fingers. The so
1: <laughs> But um, I just make sure that I've got um, that amount of water before I start, because if the body's hydrated, then the effects of what those beers and and I'm not a big drinker anyway. Like if I go out for dinner, I might have one or two, or if I go out to a party, you know, sometimes I'll even drive. You know, I have two or three. You know, like it's um it's not like we go out and get shit faced, but um, you know it's just one of those things that I sort of take into account, and then have a hydration before bed with a couple of um, Panlo and an and Flam and you're good to go. you wake up, hangover free, and mate, happy days, so Well, mate, it was,
0: it was sick to have you on the show. Where can people find your your socials, your websites and stuff like that, bro?:
1: Yeah, so it's just the um, and then the fitdadlifestyle lifestyle across all the socials, all the podcast, and that's about it.
0: Fuck, mate, it was really good having you
1: on the show, mate. Cheers for coming on. Mate, highly appreciate having me. Thanks for that. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Mate.